You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 146. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to use your strengths in your business. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sit pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Before I dive into this episode, I want to share with you a tool that totally makes me want to do the Cupid Shuffle in the middle of Whole Foods, Acuity Scheduling. I've had Acuity for over five years, so we're basically in a common law software marriage. Anywho, I'm going to tell you one way I use Acuity to save me time. I bet for every call scheduled on your calendar, you have to manually create a Zoom link and then go update the Google invite. Stop that. Like, right now. No, seriously. Acuity and Zoom have an integration where for every new call set up in Acuity, Zoom automatically creates a conference call link for you. Hooray! Just go to the integration subtab and click Zoom. Follow the directions for adding the API codes from Zoom. Then choose which appointment types you want to create Zoom links for. And lastly, in your email settings, inside of all your confirmation and reminder emails, place the term percentage sign, location, percentage sign, and Zoom will automatically add in the call link. Boom. Efficiency for the win. If you want to learn more from my free training about how to use Acuity in your business, or start using Acuity today, go to systemsamey.com slash Acuity for life. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y for life. All right, now back to the show. Hey, y'all. I am so excited to share this lovely guest with you today. She is such a bright piece of sunshine. Whenever we get to talk, we just recently met and it's just been really fun to get to know her and her business. So I'm super excited to dive into some things. So Miss Erin, how are you doing today? Yay! Thank you, Jordan. So good. Wow. I'm complimented to think you think I'm a ray of sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely are. So go ahead and just start off by shooting us a couple details about you and your business. Yeah, I'd love to. So thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat today. And um, yeah, so I run Bridging Her Story, which is a company based um, really on focusing on empowering creative female entrepreneurs in their first couple years of business. So my background is definitely in photography. I've run my um, photo film business with my husband for the past six years. Mm -hmm. And through that, learned a ton about business and um, became a certified strengths finder coach. And so now I really focus on doing um, business coaching with um, those creative entrepreneurs in their first couple years of business. And we use the strengths finder, but also just all the things I've learned through business. So that's really the main focus of bridging her story. I love that. And I'm going to ask you your strengths in a little bit, but yes. <clears throat> first, obviously we are going to be talking about strengths and how you use them to run your business. So let's go ahead and just dive into the juicy stuff before we get into what your strengths are kind of describe what your business was like before you knew your strengths, maybe on the photography side, or maybe you've always known your strengths, like from a long time ago, kind of like walk us through what that, what that was like. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely like a journey, right? Like you kind of naturally know what you're you're good at and what you're not good at. And I think sometimes as solopreneurs, we try to kind of throw ourselves into wearing all the hats. Like we think that we have to in order to run our business because it's maybe just us or us and one other person. And so I think that was a journey, you know, with Brett and I with the photo business to figure out like what am I really good at and gifted at and what is Brent really good at and gifted at and how can we like not feel the pressure to do all the things but to be like hey Brent's totally going to do that part of the business and I'm going to do this part of the business and I think that you know that process was really helpful in us being more efficient and also having more life and energy in what we do. And I mean, that's probably like more principle, like broad, that's not specific to, oh, I knew my strengths finder and now I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. But I think more generally, that's one way that I feel like we gained freedom and grew through knowing our strengths and running our business better that way. Yeah, I love it. So then what drew you then to strength finders? Like how did you find out about it? And then kind of what was that process like? Yeah, I love, I'm a total nerd about the strength finders. So I'll, I'll uh, not bore people with talking about it too long, but I work in the context of higher education. And so that was language and stuff that, a, a tool that we use and I was introduced to in undergrad in really the context of working with teams and how do we use our strengths and bounce uh, our strengths off of each other and work well in partnerships. And it was just a really powerful tool. And knowing that I wanted to be in some role of development, uh, I really believed in the philosophy of the strengths finder, which, you know, Donald, he kind of like, I feel like Clifton, it has a different kind of, how do you say it? like approach than maybe some like a general psychology in that time, in, in our time and in that time when it was created it was, you know, instead of focusing on our weaknesses and doing this like weakness fixing where we're like, this is how I'm going to be better is if I take the things I'm not very good at and I like work to like figure out how to be better at them. But the strengths finder is like, no, like what if you start from a different place and you say, where am I most naturally gifted? Where am I most naturally talented? And how can I leverage that in my life and my business? Because if we focus on those areas where we'll never be like, we may never be a 10, right? We'll never be the most. But if we really put time, skill, knowledge, talent into those natural gifted areas, that is where we're going to be most successful. And I think that that kind of thinking gives, brings so much freedom and it helps people kind of, work out of like yeah like where they're already talented like I just think that it and and as I've coached women and helped women I just see a ton of confidence build in them that hey I don't have to be all the things and um yeah so I I love the strengths finder and the self-discovery it brings but also like the efficiency and the life that it can bring to people yes (laughs) efficiency is my business love language I like to say (laughs) I know you love that word yes so good so then when you took the strength finders test like I know you probably know all 34 of yours what are like your top five yeah so my top five my number one is communication Mm -hmm. and then woo futuristic activator and significance those are my top five Nice. I did that. I love that communication is your first one. And we've actually, we share futuristic and significance 
in our top fives. That's so cool. Yeah, a lot of people don't have significance, and that yeah. one can be very misunderstood. So I I feel like, yeah, I love I love significance a lot. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So okay, so once you found out that these were your strengths and you were able to kind of, because I'm sure you, again, knew your strengths when you were doing it <clears throat> prior to Strength Finder, but then knowing like, and having words and languaging around those strengths, then kind of walk us through the steps that you took to then start implementing them in your business. So then, okay, knowing these are your strengths, then like, what were the next steps you took to make it easier and more simple for you to be running your business? Yeah, I love that. Well, okay, I'm going to be total reveal my nerdiness here. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I, like I said, I was doing the photography business and have been doing that like for six years and Bridging Your Story was born kind of two years ago or maybe two and a half years ago. And I literally like part of the process of creating Bridging Her Story was looking at my strengths oh. and seeing like, okay, these are like where I'm naturally gifted. This is what I'm good at. This is what gives me life. And I took a journal out and I like talked about, okay, like how will I use my communication? How could I use my communication in this dream brand? You know, and then like talking about woo and oh my gosh, the bridging your story is all about like connecting women and meeting women and creating networking events for women. And that's totally my woo. And yeah, I actually journaled based upon each of my strengths how I could grow my business and how I could almost even form my business around my strengths. Now, I know that's probably not the way most people would do it. Like, I think that's me being a nerdy coach and like really being intentional about that in my business. But <clears throat> I think the awareness of those strengths and like knowing, Hey, like that, I, this is, I'm really gifted at about thinking through the future and moving forward toward, towards things. But sometimes I'm not always good at like slowing down with having my activator and my futuristic. So what are like, either practices I can implement into my business, like whether that be like daily having time for like learning and slowing down or like my husband has a lot of my opposite strengths. So he has like intellection and learner and like these things that kind of give us more context before we make decisions. So yeah, I think that bridging her story was kind of formed out of knowing what my passions are and what my strengths are. Um, yeah. That makes it, I mean, that's probably how most of us should like take a look at it. And, and again, like strength finders just really gives you a good lens on that stuff. And if you have the book, you know, like if you dive into the reports that you get and stuff like that, it can kind of help you move into that place. So then again, so you started your business with using the strengths. And then again, what are, what are some other things that have helped you navigate when a weakness pops up and how you deal with that? And, and again, it goes along with knowing your strengths, but then how do you deal with the weaknesses? Because obviously you aren't doing them. So what then do, what steps do you take? Yeah. From that? Well, first I'd like to define like kind of my definition of weakness. Yeah. And, um, I would say this is like from my training and we define yeah. weakness as anything that gets in the way of your success or somebody else's success. And so that's kind of how we, how I, when I'm coaching people, um, I talk about a weakness. And so if there is something that like pops up, that is a weakness, whether that be like 
from the language of the strengths finder, I know it's a weakness because I don't have certain things that, you know, I don't have certain strengths. They're lower on my thing and they, they do get in the way of me having success, like slowing down and having context and having this learner. Like I don't have those, or maybe it's just like naturally I'm like terrible at InDesign. Right. So like if we move away from just like this, the language of strengths, mm-hmm. um, the strengths finder. So I think, you know, what we kind of talk about and what I talk about with people is there are different ways to kind of help us. I don't think we dive into weakness fixing. Like we talked about, like, okay, I must be better at InDesign. Like I must be better at this. But like what are ways, either processes or patterns or um, partnerships or, you know, what delegation. So for example, like InDesign, I don't, I, I have taken time to learn the really basic things that like I do need to know by having and learning in a way that I know how to learn, like having someone sit by me next to me and walking through it. And then that person designing me templates so that I can still be really efficient, but I need to be able to do that. Otherwise I delegate it out. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't try to design my own ebook resource. I pay for that because the amount of time that would take me to do that and like the amount of negative energy that would come, you know, that's me not operating in my strengths. And so I think that delegation is really important. Um, and then I think, you know, like, for example, like I said, you know, I'm very quick action oriented, future oriented. So, um, I have people in my life that can slow me down a little bit and that I intentionally have in my life that's, you know, can ask me the hard questions like, Hey, is this like really the time to take that on? Like, have you thought about all the, you know, different things that you have on your plate? So like having those strategic partnerships are also, I think, really important. Um, and then like, I think certain patterns, like, you know, um, I don't, this isn't, this is kind of maybe connected, but like mornings are my weakness. I mean, they do get in the way of my success. Like I'm not very quick in the mornings. Same here. So like, yeah, I'm not a morning person. And so I've decided like, what were the things that were making me most stuck in my, that time of my day? And it was me being reactive versus proactive. So getting, getting on my phone right away, scrolling, looking at my inbox, and then I'm super stressed, so I created like a new routine where I keep my phone on airplane mode, I get out of bed, which is the hard challenge, and I close <laughs> it and do my five-minute journal. And so there I've kind of created more of like a, a, a routine or a habit change, a process. So I would say those are like the three things is like gotcha. delegation, partnerships, or creating some sort of like process or habit that can like help support. And then obviously there's software and tools. Like if you're not great at, you know, maybe a ranger isn't super high in your strengths. That's one of the actual like strengths finder um, ones where you kind of operate with having like lots of windows open in your mind, like a computer and you can like move things around and like arrange things really well. Maybe that's not like, but you need to do that in your business. So if it's not hiring a VA who helps, you know, do that for you, then it's having software like you are a fan of like Acuity and like a, a some sort of um, client portal. So I think that's another thing is like a systems or software. Those would be my four things that I would say 
really can support you in areas where you might not be strong. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I totally agree with all of that because I think the biggest question when people hear about strength finders and it's like, okay, cool. I can like, totally, I can focus on my strengths. Awesome. Got it. That seems like a lot of things then would get, you know, pushed off to the plate. And so being able to delegate or create a process or automate or any of those sorts of things, that's how you, you deal with, I guess, the weaknesses. Because I think, again, there's parts of your businesses that you can't avoid, like doing your taxes. At least you shouldn't avoid anyway. But, you know, I'm not super great at taxes. So that, not that I'm super great at taxes, but like all that stuff and knowing all the tax laws and stuff, that's not my strength by any means in, in an area of my business. And so I, I delegate that out and, and it makes me very happy to do so. But I think the word weakness freaks people out. And I don't necessarily think of it as I'm using the word weakness because it tends to be the, the joint with strength. But I like using the, you know, you mentioned zone of genius. So I'm assuming you've read essentialism potentially. And that talks about how you have a zone of genius. You have a zone of excellence. You have a zone of like two others. And so essentially like whatever the last zone is, it's just like your least like high strength essentially. And so you can kind of categorize it as that if, if the word weakness is like not triggering for you, but if it just is like, I don't. I don't want to use that languaging around, around stuff. So I don't know if you have things like that, that you kind of help look at it. You kind of mentioned how strength finders talks about how it's really about the weakness of yourself and others. Like are there other things or other words or languaging around the word weakness? So it doesn't feel like you have that negative connotation around it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if there's like, I think it's like a mindset thing. Like, I don't know if this gets at what you're saying, but I mean, realistically, we cannot be good at all the things. I mean, that's what I start with a lot. Like with my clients that I work with, like when in our first session, I do a big discovery session where we're like drawing up a lot of things and you know, you're going to maybe set, tell me in that time that like your finances are a disaster. And like, I want people to have the freedom to be able to say those things and say, you don't have to have the pressure of having everything like, I mean, in, in, in normal business world, there's departments that do finances, right? And there's departments that do. Yeah. And so you're one person. So like, I think the mindset of like, it's okay. Like it's okay to not be great at all of the things, but we we can't just like close our eyes to it. We have to kind of, like I said, manage those things that are getting in the way of of our success and I, like you like you were talking about about zone of genius i mean that is like where what do you get paid for that nobody else in your business can do like yeah. nobody else in bridging her story can do business coaching i mean that's my zone of genius that's my value yeah. so that's where i'm going to put like as much as my of my talent and time and going to put more expertise and grow and invest in trainings and things like that because that's where that's where i want to be most strong and so i feel like identifying not just like the areas of weakness but the areas of like this is where i'm really strong and this is what i want to be paid for you know this is my zone of genius that and like really like developing that. So when I go through the strengths finder results with um, each of my clients that I work with, we talk through the strengths finder 
And how can you implement these strengths, knowing these strengths into your business, into how you run your brand, into like building that zone of excellence and genius in, in your, so, um, you know, and, and actually technically the results from the strengths finder are your top five themes, not your top five strengths because yeah. So what, what basically the assessment is showing is your natural raw talent. And those top five are, is where you're naturally talented, but by putting time and knowledge and expertise and coaching into those areas, you will then be able to leverage them the most and, and they become strengths in your life. And so that's kind of the goal of what I do through that coaching session is, you know, cause sometimes they can be perceived as labels or sometimes we cannot right. be operating, you know, out of our best selves in those. There are always shadow sides to each strength. And so mm -hmm. we really talk through, you know, if somebody has woo, okay, right. you know, how can you leverage that in your business? Like through sales, like, and also how that, that means you need to do certain things to give yourself life in your business. Like if you're behind the computer every day, all day, you're going right. to die if you have yeah. woo. So like you should be setting up virtual coffees or coffee meetings and things like that. So anyways, all that to say, mm -hmm. I think, yes, there's like, just like we have to acknowledge like we, that we are, there are weaknesses and that there are ways to manage those, but also put uh, just as much energy into where are you most strong? How can you leverage that? How can you like really dive into that zone of genius and be the best in that area? I love that. Yeah. That was super, super helpful. So we're going to get into the last few questions. What was your best financial investment in business? Ooh, that's so good. Um, obviously we've invested a lot in like actual physical equipment right. and those were good investments, um, which, you know, like helped us have better Im images and better video. But what I would say is actually our decision to hire on help. And I feel like that's always like a really tricky like space. It's really risky because like now you're bringing in somebody else and they're counting on you and your business has to support that. Um, but Brett and I believe in like, I think this is part of like delegation is like, you should know your hourly rate. Like how much do you pay yourself in your business? And so Brett and I have that hourly rate established in photography. And so we knew that, you know, it was, important for us to kind of consider how can we hire help to help with editing and blogging and social things like that, that we could pay somebody much less per hour. Yep. And then that gives us freedom and time to do our zone of genius work. Right. Totally. And so I think that was like a big step for us to take that on financially and say, Hey, we're going to, you know, it feels like, oh my gosh, we're going to spend money. Like, right. you know, but actually that's, that's really short term vision. If, if you want to have like a longer term vision, like really look at what does that mean? If you, if I can pay somebody $20 an hour to do that type of work and I'm paying myself over a hundred an hour in photography and that stuff, well, that makes a lot of sense. That's a data driven decision. And I think that's probably the thing that was my best, I think. 
financial investment. I know. I love investing in people. It is fun. So then what was, yeah. What was your worst financial investment in business? Ooh. Okay. Well, you know, you make some dumb decisions. (laughs) I feel like, you know, especially when we were like really excited early on in, um, the wedding industry, there's just like a lot of places to spend money. Like as far as specifically advertising and mm-hmm. we spent like, we got in with a sales girl and she talked to us and we invested a lot into advertising with the company locally. And we basically saw no return on investment and that sucked. But I think, <sighs> you know, yeah, that'd probably be my, my thing. And I think a way we could have avoided that was doing a little bit more research and also thinking about like Brett and I's strengths and why do like, how do people hire us? Like in a magazine or online, that's not, I mean, our personalities is a lot of what people hire. So like bridal shows and in-person was a lot more of a, of a good investment. So yeah, that would be my answer for that. Yeah. I hear you on that one. Advertising is it's definitely something that it's like, uh, like I'm much better about building relationships and stuff. So I'm, I'm. Yeah. That one. And I was a door to door sales girl. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I sold books door to door. And so I feel like sales is part of my like zone of yeah. genius. So mm-hmm. paying a bunch of money to like, kind of let it happen in this very abstract detached way was not the way our business was going to be successful and we kind of had to learn that through losing a couple thousand dollars you know which in the beginning of your business is like so much money oh totally yeah that can that can be scary so then where can people find you online give them um, your website also your podcast any social all that good stuff Yes. Okay. So, um, my website is www.bridginghistory.com and, um, you can obviously connect to my blog there, my podcast. I'm really active on Instagram. So at bridging, bridging underscore her story, and then the bridging her story podcast, which you can find on iTunes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on and I love talking about strength. So super excited about this interview. So thanks for sharing. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to System Safety. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Safety. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsafety.com to help you work less and make more. See you next week.